Are you in need of a pace clock? Looking to finally upgrade those ancient analog clocks? The Swim Nerd Pace Clock is the most innovative digital pace clock. It connects to your Swim Nerd mobile app, allowing you to program any set your heart desires. Except for 100 100s while listening to Nickelback. You can't program that. That that is not allowed. If you haven't seen the Swim Nerd Pace Clock yet, go to swimpractice.com to check it out. Okay, Greg Paltrinari, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you? Thank you. Almost. You are almost right. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Tell me. I pronounce it Paltrinieri. Ah. You know, I, it's difficult. Sometimes I go wrong too, so it's okay for you. <laughs> You're Australian, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Hey, listen, man, congratulations. You've, had, uh, you, you've, you've been the best swimmer of 2020 so far. Yeah, there was no competition in 2020, so it was easy for me. <laughs> you were man, no, you're it killing was... it. You're killing it. What the, what the hell happened? No, yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, you know, it has been a, a weird year for me, for everybody. But for me, I changed coach. I changed a lot of things in, in my preparation. So um, it was kind of a different situation for me. And I was, fe- I was feeling very well. I'm very good. So last week I competed in the pool, 800 and 1500, really good. I, I did some very good times that I wasn't doing for a long time. So I'm really, I'm really happy. And then I tried the open water and I won the two and a half, the five and the 10K, everything. So yeah. <laughs> Jeez, man. Great. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Um, just insane. Well, I, look, I'm, I'm super interested in this whole performance because obviously you know, in Italy, you guys were in lockdown. First of all, where are you right now? Where are you, where are you sitting? I'm in Sardinia. I'm on holiday, man. Oh. <laughs> I just, yeah, I got uh, 10 days of vacation. So I came here with my girlfriend and a couple of friends. So we are in Sardinia. And in September, I will start back. But yeah, now I'm on holiday. Oh, wow. No, yeah, it Thank was... You, yeah yeah no it's okay it's okay no it was good it was it was good but it was difficult because in italy we've been uh, in lockdown i probably we were the first in mm. almost in the world except for china but uh we were in a lockdown for a long time i think uh more than one month but less than two so one month uh, mm. and some days but uh yeah i couldn't swim for one month i couldn't swim absolutely so I was staying at home doing some, you know, workouts, but I'm not really good in workouts outside of the water. So a little bit of gym, something, but not that much. And then when I came back, yeah, when I came back, it was uh, start of May. And I changed, uh, I changed, you know, direction with another coach and another completely different preparation. So I, uh, I tried something new and it, and it was great. I knew the, you, I mean, uh, I love the energy that I'm feeling right now swimming. So, All right. So let, let's, thing. let's talk about all this. So um, in the month off for a, for a guy that swims a lot and trains a lot, was that difficult for your head, your, men, your, your mental state? Uh, yeah, it was difficult. It was difficult, but at the same time, uh, I knew that I wanted to change something. So I was focusing on uh, what, could I ever like? Could I have done to to improve myself? So I knew the the situation back in Austria where I was training, it wasn't perfect for me. So I tried to 
you know, uh, check all the situation all around Italy and try to find uh, something new for me. So it was challenging. I wasn't swimming, but it was challenging like for, for my mind. So at the end of lockdown, I, I told the Federation I, I didn't want to go on with the preparation in Austria. So I changed coach and everything. And, um, and, and it's, it's good. It's really good right now. So I'm really glad I did it. Well, yeah, I mean, cha- change is good and it's important at times, but you obviously had a lot of success with uh, Stefano Marini, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is, is the no, relationship was... still good? No, the relationship is, uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, I've been with Stefano for a really long time. It was nine years. Uh, so I think after a long time like that, you, you need uh, something, something new, you know? Uh, all the routine uh, is always the same. So I wanted to, to try something new, but more exciting for me because I, I'm trying to focus on the open water as well. So a lot of things and uh, changing coach is something that I really needed in this period. So, okay. So uh, you're, so you're out of the water, you change coaches immediately once you get back in the water what are some of the things that you're doing that are different than maybe what you did before everything everything because uh what i'm doing now with fabrizio antonelli my new coach is something probably i would say new uh because i was swimming a lot of kilometers with stefano morini uh at one pace probably like uh, a middle pace not really slow but not really fast so mm-hmm. i was swimming like i don't know 18 kilometers a day eight, 18 kilometers every day at the same pace but now i'm changing speed i'm i'm doing a lot of you know exercises or drills for my technique a lot of new things that i've never done so it's uh, quite uh, different for me but yeah at the same time it's exciting i i'm 25 years old uh i knew i needed something more you know to improve myself so uh, this is the thing right now wow that's that's outstanding man i remember i was in a training camp with you um and uh you know i I was very impressed i've never seen anybody work as hard as grant hackett in my life grant hackett is the the guy that could do incredible work in the practice pool and then obviously translate that into 1500 um, dominance and then when i saw you you were the first person that i could compare to grant hackett you know you could take a lot of work and you you would swim um incredibly hard in practice but like you said it was sustained uh, at a certain pace and one of the criticisms i guess i had for you at the time was you know technically you could be a little bit better sure now it sounds like you're you're taking that and you're working on your technique so what are the things that you you might be working on technically to improve your your swimming yeah, I would say, first of all, you compare me to Grant Tuckett, it's a, it's a pleasure for me because he's one of my idols. Uh, I grew up watching, watching Grant Tuckett or Ian Thorpe. They were probably the best swimmers in the world at, at that time, but they were my idol. They inspired me a lot. So if I, I mean, I didn't know what Grant Tuckett was doing in training, but I could see his determination in the race and I loved the the long distances when I was young, uh, like like now. So it was my favorite because he, he always wanted to win. That it was the perception that I that I had. He always wanted to win. He was always at the top. Maybe not first, but second, third, always on the podium. So 
um, I try to emulate this this kind of athletes. And uh, yeah, for me, it's the same. Uh, I love the competition so much. I train because uh, I'm really competitive. And so uh, I want to do my best, not, not just in race, but every day in every training. So I'm really competitive. I love to train. I love to race. But uh, yeah, this year... I knew that I was missing. Some, I was missing something because uh, I think uh, you reach some point uh, and you understand that if you if you want to improve uh, in what you're doing, uh, you need to be hundred uh, percent. I mean, uh, in that situation, in like mentally and physically. And I think I needed to change something to be there. So uh, right now I'm working on my technique, uh, and like you said, I wanted to. I don't know how to say it, but to stay longer in the water, don't waste my energy like, I mean, I mean swimming too much and do, doing too many strokes. So yeah. that kind of the working, what I'm working for. Oh, okay, nice. So yeah. lengthening out your stroke a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. Let's talk about your history a little bit because I want to go back and just kind of get to yeah. know you if, if people don't know you. But uh, you kind of... I burst onto the scene when you were 16, but the, but you had a real impact when you were 17 at, at the at your first Olympics, right in in 2012. Um, I believe you were 17, and at that Olympics, you you went 14:51 and finished fifth in yeah. the 500 at 17. What was that experience like for you? I mean, uh, I've been in two different Olympics, but two different two different scenarios, I would say, because. The first one in 2012, I was a kid. I was 17 years old. And for me, it was great to be in the final. I wanted to reach the final. So I went to the final with 14.50 in the preliminaries and then 14.51 in the final. So one second slower, but I finished fifth. And ahead of me, I had Sun Yang and Cochrane and Meluli, all these great athletes. So um, it was great for me. And I really enjoyed the situation then. Like uh, in 2016 for Rio, it was a totally different uh, Olympics for me because I wanted to win. So, you know, then the kind of feeling of uh, anxiety and everything is totally different. So 2012 was just, was just fun. I, I won the Europeans in 2012 and I was 17. So it was great uh, with 14.48 and then the Olympics fifth. So it was a great year. Did Sun Yang break the world record in, in that Olympics? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so he won. I remember. Yeah. 14.31. It was out of me like 20 meters. I was, I mean, I was swimming, but I was watching him and it was, it was going really fast. And yeah, that was like, this is, I mean, I'm not focusing on times because I think the most important thing is to win races. I can win with 15 minutes and that's okay for me. But I mean, 14.31 is, it's an incredible time. So, it's a motivation for me to, to keep training and keep reaching, you know, new levels. I mean, at that stage when you're 17 and you're, you're 20 seconds back from the Olympic champion, is that, is that encouraging to you or are you like, Oh wow. How, how am I going to swim 20 seconds faster to win the Olympics? No, no, it's super encouraging for me. I always, I always thought I could reach that level. So, I mean, you know, if you're ambitious, if you want to reach the top, you think you can do it. So, I was there and I was enjoying the situation because I saw those guys doing something. So I, I started thinking if they can do it, why I can't. So 
uh, I kept training for a long time and trying to reach that level. Is the 1500 your event? Is that where you get your identity? I know you swim you know, the 800, you swim up to the 10K, but is, is the 1500 your event? No, 15, yeah, 1500 is my favorite. Uh, for a long time, 800, it has been maybe too short. But it, I mean, it seems ridiculous, but I couldn't swim the 800. I thought I always thought it was too short for me, but I'm getting better. So I think 800 right now is one of my probably my second best races. But yeah, 1500, I always felt like I can handle the 1500 like like I want. I mean, I can do whatever I want. I can change techniques or change, uh, you know, tactics. But the 1500 is is what I feel the most. So. I was talking to Grant Hackett and he, he, you know, I know him very well. And he was, he, he yeah. was dominant in the 1500 for nine years. I don't think he got beat in nine years, but one of oh. his tactics was to break the opposition. So he, he would go out fast and just hold a pace that was impossible for anybody else to hold. Yeah. What, what's your tactic in the 1500? I mean, I told you, I, I got inspired by these guys and probably, yeah, the Australians were the best in, in the long distances. So, yeah, I think uh, it's something that I like to, to go out fast and try to, you know, to, to break the, the competition because it's, if I'm far ahead, uh, you know, also mentally for the other guys, it's difficult. So this is something that I like. Uh, and I've never been that good in changing speed. So if I start too slow, Sometimes it's difficult for me to change gear, you know, but yeah, Grand Tackett, I think that tactics in the 1500 is what I, what I prefer the most to go out fast and, and try, but also, also in training. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to go slow. I mean, I, I always go 100% from the start and as long as I can do it, but that's, that's what I like to do. Listen, man, I, I swam the 50. Okay, so anything beyond that is, is a long distance. But uh, yeah. I remember I attempted the 100 a few times and yeah. at the 75, I would feel pain like nothing else in my life. The pain at the 75 <laughs> was incredible. Well, well, how do you experience your pain in the 1500 and how do you, how do you deal with pain in the 1500? But if I if I swim the 100, I feel pain at probably more than you. <laughs> this is this is unacceptable for me. So no, yeah, I think in the 1500, yeah, there's some at some point you know you can you have to feel the pain. So mm -hmm. it's in my mind. I know that I'm start swimming the 1500 at probably around 1000. I'm starting to yeah, to lose energy in my swims and to lose uh, a little bit of techniques uh, and to feel pain. So that's kind of normal. And I always think that if I'm feeling pain, all the other guys are feeling pain. So mm -hmm. it's pretty much the same. And I want to feel pain uh, like in front of the other guys with them like 10 meters ahead of the other guys. So that's, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's my, mm, what I'm thinking during the race. So yeah, it's, it's not always like that for sure. So, uh, like right now I'm trying to swim open water and the open water is like, I mean, it's the opposite. For a long time, you have to stay with the other, with the pack, uh, uh, swim behind other guys so you can save energy. So it's a total different situation. But, uh, but you know, I, I think we are all swimmers and we like to feel a little bit of pain at some time because it's what we do every day. 
how do you deal with pain in practice? Like what, what kind of, what is the pain that you want to experience in practice? And then how do you mentally deal with it in practice? I want to, I want to reach, uh, I mean, every kind of pain because that's, that's training. I mean, I think uh, uh, every day in every session, I want to, I want to go down 100% and feel the pain. So I'm ready for, for the race. So if I'm doing a sprint sets or long sets, uh, everything is challenging for me. And I know maybe sometimes it can be probably hard training with me because I'm pushing <laughs> every day, everything, but, but that's what I like. And also I think uh, in swimming, but I mean, in sports in general, it's always fun to compete. So also in training, you can, you can emulate uh, like uh, a situation of, of race with your teammates and with everyone. So uh, it's fun and you want to feel pain because because at that point you can be ready for the race. I remember in Ostia, the training camp, you didn't like to lose yeah. a single repetition. Like in practice, it's like you wanted to win every repeat. Is that something that, that you, you try and practice? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that training. I remember one training you were there. It was like, uh, I don't know, probably 2050s on the pace. But it wasn't really on the pace because I was swimming 25. So it's, not, it's, it's a pace for a 50, not for a 1500. But I was going really fast because I didn't want to lose. But yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's fun. It's always fun to compete. And uh, I always train with other guys that are swimming. I mean, were swimming my, my, my competition. So there's always like a challenging situation in training. And, and there is the, I mean, there is the fun like competing like it's a race for me how do you cope with a bad training session how do you cope with a bad day when things just aren't going your way or you're not in the groove how do you how do you cope with that i mean there are a lot of days where i mean you're not swimming well or you don't feel well in the water so uh it happens uh, a lot of times but i think uh, uh, you can learn uh, and I'm not joking. I mean, for me, it's like that. I can learn more from these days than the other days. Because when I go home from a bad training, uh, I mean, I just want to get back in the water as soon as possible and do another train and prove myself that I can be better than, than me in that day. So uh, when I go home, maybe I can be sad for, I don't know, an hour. Then I try to forget the training. But the day after, as soon as I go to the pool, um, I'm really motivated and I want to, I want to prove myself uh, that, that I can do it. So, uh, and it's the same thing in race. You, you're not going to race every day very well, but sometimes, uh, yeah, you can learn a lot from this kind of situation when you're not feeling well, but you have to go like, uh, 100%. That's that's good advice. I love that, man. Especially for young kids yeah. listening. Were were you always like this? Were you born this way, where you were very competitive, but you you could get over things quickly from a young age? Um, I think so. I've been always uh, competitive in my life, and uh, I think also we don't have to like we gotta have uh, short memories in sports. So uh, if today is a bad day, tomorrow it can be a great day. And so I prove it to myself in a lot of competition. I remember, I don't know, world championships where 
in the middle of the week, I had the 800 and the 800 went uh, really bad. And two days later, I had the 1500 and maybe I won the 1500 or something like that. So, and that not depends on, on my preparation because probably my preparation was good all the time. But in the 800, something happened and then I cleared my mind. I changed like all the, the mindset thing and I went to the 1500 and I did well. So um, I think we have to like forget some bad days, but try to learn from them. When, you, when you're in that state where you're trying to forget things or get over things, do you prefer to be alone or do you like to just be around friends and relax? Like, how do you cope with that? I think um, if I'm training, I like to be with, with other guys, with friends, and maybe talk about it. And if I'm a racer, I want to be by myself. I don't want nobody, like, talking with me. So in, in competition, it's kind of different because – uh, I don't know. I got some habits that I'm doing every time. Uh, so, uh, and I like to be alone before the race and not, I mean, not giving credits. I mean, not because sometimes a lot of people are talking, so they're confusing like your, your mind and your opinion on what you're doing. So I prefer to be you know, on myself and, and be clear minded. Nice. Nice. Now let's talk about some of the, the different performances you had, especially at the world championships. Cause I noticed in, in 13, you won the bronze medal in the 1500. Then yeah. in, in 15 and 17, you win the gold. And then in 19, you win the bronze again. So like at the, at the start and at the end, you're winning the bronze, but in the middle you, you win gold. So obviously there may be different reactions, maybe in Barcelona the first time when you win the bronze, you feel incredible, but then, the last time when you win bronze in Guangzhou, you, you probably feel terrible. So is that the way it went for you? Do you have different experiences based on those different events? Yeah, because the, the expectation was different on these races. I mean, uh, the 1500 in Guangzhou last year, probably from, like, from inside, like from what I felt, it was one of the worst races I've ever did because... I wasn't feeling good. And two days before, I won the 800. So I think the condition was good, like I said before. But in the 1500, probably, I was giving uh, uh, too many expectations on myself. So I started the 1500 uh, thinking on, like, going really fast and going out strong and passing all these guys, like, in the middle of the race. And it wasn't happening. I wasn't just with the other guys that I... I think I was feeling good, but in my mind, uh, it, it wasn't exact, acceptable to be with them uh, at that point. So it was a difficult situation, and I finished third with a bad race, with a time that I could have done like a million times and probably better. But that's racing, that part of racing. So it's fun now to think about all of these things and try to learn from, from my mistakes. I've had a couple of uh, successful. Australian 1500 meter swimmers on my podcast. I, I had um, Kieran Perkins and I had yeah. Daniel Kowalski just recently and, and Kieran and Daniel were competitors and, and they, they saw, they saw competition a little bit differently. Kieran was very mentally strong um, by his own admission. Daniel was, he felt like he was mentally weak at times. Do you feel like you're uh, a mentally tough athlete? Do you feel like you can overcome things, you know, even in tough conditions? Uh, I think so. I think that, yeah, that I'm tough mentally, but uh, 
I think at, at this stage, uh, everyone can think is is a tough guy. I mean, in the final. So mm -hmm. if you're racing for the gold, and probably I expect to win the gold, and uh, I don't know, Florian Welbrooks expect to win the gold, uh, Misha Ramanchuk expect to win the gold. So uh, everybody is thinking about taking the, those medals, those important medals. So. Um, it's racing and sometimes you win sometimes you lose it depends on the day it depends on a lot of things so for me I learned in this year to like to stay relaxed the day of the race I mean I don't want to put too much pressure on myself so um, I know what I've done to to reach the point to reach the final and to reach uh, I mean the world championships or the Olympics I know how hard I train to reach uh, that day so that's uh, that's the most important thing and maybe the day of the final you get to like you have to forget everything and try just to enjoy the situation and so these days when i'm forgetting everything are the days that i'm like racing the best i can mm. oh good I, I like that man that's that's awesome mm -hmm. uh, just just clear the mind and relax yeah have fun yeah yeah yes yeah. um I watched a video of you actually just uh, on YouTube when I was researching this a little bit and I saw a video of you going to Melbourne Vic Center and training with Mac Horton yeah. and it, man, it brought back incredible memories because about 20 years before that, I was in the same lane in the same pool with, um, with Massey Rossellino. We were, we were training wow. partners, myself and Massey. And Massey would uh, always give me shit for not, not training like him, you know. But, <laughs> but we, we were next to each other in the same lanes. And then I look at you 20 years later with Mac Horton and, and you're there with him training. And it just brought back incredible memories, man. Uh, no, it was crazy, but Masi, Masi has always been one of my idols. Uh, he was winning when I was young. I was probably six, eight years old. So he's one of the guys like Grant Tuckett and Jan Thorpe that inspired me a lot. And, uh, and then I knew him. Uh, I met him a lot of times. That now we are friends. But uh, I met him and I remember I... I thought, okay, we are really similar. Like we are really, I mean, I want to win. He, he gave me the impression that he wanted to win all the time. He's a tough guy. Um, and so, yeah, he told me about his experience in Melbourne because he has a family, like he's half Australian. So, and at some point I decided that I wanted to go to Melbourne and then Mike Orton was there. So I thought it were, would have been cool. So I went to Melbourne and it was great. One of the best experiences that, yeah, I've ever done. That's awesome, man. You brought, brought back yeah. incredible memories to see you there and, yeah. <laughs> and, and Massey. Massey was a funny, funny guy. And, and you're, you have a very similar personality. Everybody I speak to says they, they love you. They, they think you're incredible. You're always laughing and smiling, but you, you work hard. Is that just who you are? You just love life? No, yeah, I love what I'm doing. I mean, uh, I, went, I went to Melbourne and I wanted to train hard, so I knew McWhorton was there. So every training session was... Uh, was super fun because we were pushing each other i was joking with him i'm like oh man you're too slow i can i can double you like something like this but at the same time i wanted to enjoy the city and enjoy the i mean the, the travel that i was doing so when i went to melbourne i i had a i had a lot of fun and it was a really good experience so i love what i'm doing right now and i i would keep doing until i love it what kind of pressure is there on you in, in Italy as, uh, as one of the most famous athletes in, in the country? Is there, is there a lot of expectation, a lot of pressure that comes with being Olympic champion? 
Yeah, I think there's, um, you know, swimming is, um, is popular right now in Italy. So a lot of people are watching swimming and um, they expect a lot from, uh, from me. And that, this kind of situation is what I felt for the first time probably uh, in Rio for the Olympics. So uh, I probably, I was winning since 2014. So 14, 15 and 16. I won every 1500 that I did, so I went to the Olympics and everybody, I mean, I could, I could feel it and everybody was telling me, okay, so when you're coming home with the gold medal, and I was like, come on, man, it's not, <laughs> it's not that easy, it's like, it's an Olympic, so, and everybody was like, okay, yeah, don't worry, you're going to win the gold, it's no problem, we, we got one gold medal for sure for Italy, and I was like, oh my God, this is too much probably, yeah, but um I think you can learn to handle this kind of situation with time. So I was 20, I was 21. Wow. And I was taking everything like in a personal way. So probably too much, too much for myself. So I really, I didn't really enjoy the situation where I was, when I was, what I was getting in 2016. But now in this year, 2017, 18, 19, pretty much the same happened to me. But, and now I think I can handle the situation in a better way. So I know, I know people are talking and a lot of people are expecting great things for me, but I'm just doing it because I love it. So I'm not doing this thing for the other people I'm doing Good. for myself. Right. So uh, that's the most important thing. Good. I love that, man. I love, love to hear that. Um, my listeners love to hear about some crazy sets that you've done or some some workouts do you have a workout in your mind that sticks out where wow i, I was very special that day I, I did really good that day. yeah <laughs> uh let me think yeah i used to uh i don't know when it was it was probably on altitude because i go in altitude training camps a lot probably three times uh, every year where do you go so it was I go to, I mean, we have a place in Italy, but it's a 25-meter pool. So we prefer Spain and Sierra Nevada, that is 50 meters pool. Or we go to Flagstaff in Arizona. So it's a 50-meter pool. And um, I remember I did, a, like, it was a set probably three times 1,500. Mm. And with uh, 30 seconds rest between one and the other. Oh. And, <laughs> and I was... Uh, I was swimming probably 15, uh, 30, every 1500, but three times. So I did 15, 30. I started back at 16 minutes and I did another 15, 30, at 16 minutes and the last one at 15, 30. So <laughs> it was, yeah, it was pretty good. I was, uh, An attitude, that's was crazy. one or two, one or two. Yeah, it was good. And I really liked those, uh, those long sets. Now I'm trying to change with, uh, with this new coach. I want to, I really want to improve my speed because probably it's the, the weakest part of my race. So I'm trying to focus on my speed as well. But uh, for the, most of my career, I always like to do these long sets and prove myself that I could handle. I mean, I could keep one or two, one or one straight. So that was wow. fine. Wow, that's insane. Man. That is crazy. Um, I, I lose focus at about 35 meters. How do you stay focused for, for three 1500s in a row? Like, what, what are you thinking in your head at the time? I don't know. I think sometimes I'm not focused. I'm just, I'm just swimming because you're, you're not thinking, uh, 
to something specific, specific. I mean, you're just swimming, you're just moving your arms and you keep uh, going with the flow, you know, you feel the water, you feel yourself, your body in the water and that kind of situation when you're not thinking really it's something is, is great. You're just swimming and you, you lose your mind in this situation. And that's, uh, that's uh, really good for the body, I think. That's interesting. That's, that's one of the things that Daniel Kowalski told me. He said a, a really good 1500 feels like one continuous lap. It doesn't feel like yeah, yeah, 30 yeah. laps. It just feels no, like one yeah. lap. I'm not, even, I'm not even counting. I'm just, uh, I'm just swimming and in race in particular, I'm just, I just want to feel the water. It's like a, a strange situation. And not, not every day you can find it, but I mean, you're just swimming and you lose yourself in the water. And that's, uh, you, you stop counting, you stop thinking, you just, you just enjoy the situation. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I, saw, I saw your splits from the time that you just swam where you, where you went 14.33 and it, and it said that you had 26 consecutive 50s where you were between 29.0 and 29.5. Were you just, you just in a flow there, huh? Yeah, yeah, you just, yeah, I wasn't, and look, the pool was empty. It was just me. It was the, the Fort Italico that I think is one of the most amazing pools in the world. And when we go there for the Sette Colli, this big uh, competition in Italy, it's, it's full of people, mm. like mm, hundreds and hundreds of people on the stands uh, cheering and screaming. And so that's that's the kind of situation that I love. But this time for the COVID and everything, it was empty. It was just, and the 1500 is the last day, last event of last day. So the swimming pool was empty. It was us, eight guys racing and probably, I don't know, 10 people on the stands. So it was really empty, silence everywhere. <laughs> and I was just swimming and I couldn't, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I was swimming and I was like, okay, maybe I'm going fast because I feel good in the water, but I had no idea I was doing 1433. Wow, that's incredible, man! Incredible. <laughs> so, in this period of time, what's a workout? Let's say that that has been different, that has helped you get this different speed or different paces. Tell me a workout that you did in the past few months where you're like, "Oh, that's a little bit different than I'd normally do." Mm, yeah, I think uh, I'm swimming uh, a lot of kilometers as before, so I'm I'm still on 16, 18 kilometers a day. So that didn't change a lot. But uh, it's all about, uh, you know, changing the speed from aerobics. So really slow, maybe, I don't know, 105, 106 pace in long course. And then something really fast, changing the speed. Something really fast, but not that short. I mean, it can be also 1,000 or 1,500. So really fast on the pace, on the race pace. Mm -hmm. So maybe the sets can be six kilometer sets or I don't know, even seven kilometer sets, but, but with a lot of changing of speed. So that's what I'm doing right now. Wow. And then also, and then also working on my technique. So something that I didn't really do before, but uh, working on my turns, working on my uh, underwater push from, from, you know, from your arms and everything. So I'm working a lot on these things. Incredible, man. How do you physically take that work? What, is, what are the things you do for recovery outside of the pool? Uh, I sleep a lot in between. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I think uh, I train two hours and a half in the morning and two hours and a half in the afternoon. So, uh, and gym, gym is three times a week, uh, one hour and a half. So, 
outside of what I'm doing, uh, I try to relax a lot, sleep. Uh, uh, we have physiotherapists, but nothing, nothing in particular. I mean, just, I just try to stay relaxed during the week uh, because uh, when I go to the pool, I want to be at the top. My condition is not always like that, but I want to stay like focused on what I'm doing. So, uh, physiotherapist is always with us and he's saving us for, for everything. So then there, there must be some personal sacrifice. If you're training, you know, five hours in the pool and look, you're, you're an Olympic champion from four years ago. So that now you have the excuse of like, oh, I'm the best. I'm the champion. I can go and make some changes. I can go and have fun with my friends or I, I, um, whatever it is, you know, but that for you, it like, you must be so driven and, the personal sacrifice must be fairly great because if you're training and sleeping, there's not much else you can do in your life, right? Mm, yeah, you're right. But I think uh, I really like what I'm doing. So I'm not doing it because someone told me to do it. So uh, right now I want to win. And I think there's so much left in, you know, in the tank. I, I want to do I want to do so many, so many things in, in the swimming pool and the open water. So it's not the right time to rest right now. I just want to push myself to the limit. So, uh, and the competition is always getting, you know, harder and tougher. There are a lot, a lot of guys going under 1440 right now. And so that motivates me to work uh, harder every day because I want to be there at the top or at least trying to challenge these guys so that's fun and i mean i'm I'm 25 so i think i can do it right now and and i love it is the world record something that you have in your mind you think that's that's beatable you you want that world record i think that's beatable i think 1431 uh, it will be done uh, by someone uh, but i think in a couple i don't know but really soon really soon so you you i don't know I can try, but I don't know. I don't know now, but I want to, I think uh, probably the most important thing in swimming is to win, is to touch the wall before the other guy. So when I go to a competition, a really important competition, uh, all I'm thinking is to win. So probably, yeah, I was in an empty pool right now and I, I was focusing also on doing a good times but when i will be at the olympics when i will be at the world championships i will i want to do something that the other guys can do so you know maybe you go out a a little bit faster a little bit slower everyone has his tactics but i just want to win so that's the most important thing i remember when i was swimming at the olympics i had i had goal times like I, i i had things that i wanted to do whether it was just personally or or times that I felt like could win the gold medal you know I had these goals in my head you know obviously if the world record's 1431 do you do you have a goal of of swimming 1420 something is that is that something that you put up on your on your mirror or anything like that yeah I think so I don't want to think but I don't want to think about 1431 as a I mean a particular time I'm just thinking I gotta do 30 times uh, 29 every lap so if you think it that way it can be easier because 29 i can do 29 training for like five hours straight so but in a race i mean it's 
another thing another it's completely another thing it's difficult and then you have the competition and everything so but if you think 29 pace so 58 pace it can be easier so i'm trying to to build something in training to keep that pace uh, every every 50 every 100 so why the open water as well you you're obviously very successful in the pool why did you also go over to the open water uh, because I think it's fun. After the Rio Olympics, I wanted to try something new. Also to, to motivate myself. I mean, uh, I remember I went to the beach in Rio and I was looking at, watching the race, the 10 kilometers race. And I was like, oh my God, this is super fun. This beach is crazy, full of people. Uh, a lot of, you know, energy going around. So I was like, okay, I want to try and I remember when I was a kid, uh, I really liked swimming in the open water. And I started actually with the open water when I was eight years old, 10 years old. I was swimming in Italy in some competition in the water, you know, in the open water. And I was winning. So I remember, okay, I can try this again. I can, I can be back in this situation. So I started a little bit slower after Rio doing some competition in Italy. But I really like it and I really love it. So is a uh, is another motivation for me and uh, i'm really ambitious you know i want to prove myself that i can do it even if it's totally difficult totally different from the pool uh, so i'm trying uh, listen you've been to two olympics and you're you're headed to your third next year um how much longer can you keep doing this uh, how old are you right now i'm 25 right now oh you're still young i don't know yeah yeah but i don't know i mean i'm just thinking about the next olympics so for now i just want to focus one more year to the olympics and then we'll see i think i will go on until until i like it and right now i like it so much so we'll see well, what about outside of the pool do you have other interests i mean what do you think you might do beyond swimming if, if you've thought about that at all uh yeah you know you start thinking about that and i think there are a lot of things that i love to do uh, right now, in the last period, uh, I teamed up with a couple of friends and we are trying to organize uh, some competition, some open water competition in Italy. So last week at the Italian Championships, we organized, like, it was like an event uh, where you put, where you take the 10 kilometers and the two and a half and you put them together. And uh, that's the competition. That's the format. So we are trying to emulate this program with other competition. And we are organizing things in Italy. And I think it's important at the same time. Because when I was a kid, I was looking up these idols that I had. So people and kids right now are looking and want to do the same things that we are doing. So I can learn and I can teach them, uh, I can teach them a lot of things. So that's, uh, that's a funny part. Mm, good good man you're you're definitely a role model and uh a good person for people to look yeah. up to so um what how do you feel about one of your main competitors and obviously the the um world record holder and now he's he's been banned for eight years sun yang how, what's your impression of him i mean i don't know him personally i mean i met him sometimes i mean just once a year when the competition and the big competition was there. So uh, I think uh, there are a lot of stories about him and we, we don't even know the real truth. So it's always been something, you know, mysterious for us, for, for everybody. So mm. 
no news from China. Everything seems, uh, you know, suspicious. So I think uh, I think we want we all want clean sports. So uh, if he cheated, it's right. He's out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's a good way to look at it. And I, I feel the same way. I don't, I don't really know this guy. You just hear stories all the time, right? No, but I, I mean, at the same time, when I'm racing, I'm not thinking like uh, he's using drugs and he's doing a lot of things. I'm not thinking about that. I just want to win. I just jumped in the pool. And um, if, I had of, if he's ahead of me, I'm trying to close the gap. And uh, anyway, I'm trying to beat him. So I forget everything when I'm on the block. But, you know, at, at the end, if he, if he did something, if he used drugs, um, I totally agree. He has to be out forever. So that's the most important thing. Have you, have you um, shaken his hand in the past and said congratulations when he, when he has yeah, beaten you? I mean, uh, I remember we, we did some 1500 together, but from Kazan 2015, when he withdraw from the final, I mean, uh, he, he did the preliminaries and then he wasn't in the final. So he didn't show up in the final. Mm. We never had like a, a real challenge because when I, back in 2012, 13, I was too young. So we were really competing. It was too strong for me. But then from 2015, he didn't compete in the 1500 anymore. So we never really met in a real competition. So I think we've been on the podium probably once in the 800 together in uh, Kazan or yeah, something like that. But after Kazan, never again. So from 2015 till now, a lot of things happened, but he was swimming the 200, the 400. So not, not my events. So we never met. Okay. Nice, man. Do you ever dream of coming down in events? Do you have a dream of a, of a fast 400 or a fast 200? Is that something that you could possibly do? I don't think that's possible. I would like, I mean, I would like to swim, uh, to swim a good 400. Right now, my personal best is 346, but for a long time ago. So probably right now I could do, I could do a little bit less. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to focus on the 800, the 1500, the open water. So it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things what I'm working on. So so not now. Maybe probably I don't know after the Olympics. We'll see. Maybe after twenty twenty one, yeah, you, you can become yeah. a sprinter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a fifty meter sprinter, but a four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, listen, man. I know you're on holiday. I really appreciate your time and uh, very thankful. I know the the listeners will love this. Um, you, you've got a great personality, very open, and um, I, I love seeing you you win, man. It's it's always a lot of fun. You you get so much pleasure out of winning. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, my friend. Yeah, you too. You too. Oh, bye. Ciao. Ciao, Brad. Ciao.